Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. For some of you, this may be one of the most joyous and happy seasons of the year. But let me say that this season is not merry for everyone. For some, this is the most depressing, difficult time of the year. It may mark the time of a tragedy from the past, the loss of a loved one, a divorce, a job loss, a difficult family situation, or a serious health crisis. Unfortunately, those who are down or having a blue Christmas can't really talk about it because, as the song says, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And everyone is supposed to be up, happy, cheery, and merry. 2020 is proving not only to be one of the strangest years we can remember, but also one of the more discouraging and disappointing holiday seasons as well. For some, there is no newness. There are no surprises. There is no inner sparkle, just a plain, flat, numb lead-up to Christmas. So, who needs a miracle? Who needs a healing? Let me propose that whether you are happy and merry, down and sad, or anywhere in between with the ho-hums, that perhaps this year you would like to see a miracle or embrace one, or that you would welcome a healing in your life or in the life of someone close to you. In the Bible, healing is always more than the absence of disease. First of all, disease comes from the word ease with the prefix dis put on. So disease is anything which causes dis-ease. In the Bible, healing is more than simply putting us at ease. Jesus, in our text from Matthew, talked about those in soft robes in royal places as being at ease. In contrast, he was calling us to something different than that. He calls us to a right relationship, to a healthy relationship. And the word health goes back to an old Anglo-Saxon root meaning whole. The word heal comes from the same root as does holy. And the word holidays comes, of course, from two words, holy days. Now, when we wish someone happy holidays, do we mean all that? Happy holy days and happy healings? I doubt it. But perhaps we could. And when we say Merry Christmas to each other, what do we mean? The prophet Isaiah offers the vision of a new lease on life. Chapter 35. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, Be strong, do not fear. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For water shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. We may not be blind, deaf, lame, or speechless, but for those who lived thousands of years ago, This was a very powerful vision, and it's little wonder that Jesus picked up on this vision in our passage from Matthew. 
Notice he was not pointing to signs of wealth, prestige, or military power. He connects the power of God and the realm of God and his very presence to this compelling vision of Isaiah. The context, the context here is that John the baptizer is in prison and wants to know if Jesus is the one. So John sends his disciples to ask, and Jesus answered them, You go and tell John what you hear and see, that the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is the one about whom it is written. See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. Happy healings. Merry miracles. The blind see. The deaf hear. Those with diseases are healed. The poor are lifted up. The dead raised and the lame walk. These were considered miracles in Jesus' day, and they were signs of God's working in our lives. And yet, we have signs in our day today. William Tanney relates the story of an old blind man in a third world country. He becomes a convert of a Christian mission. Now, this man, advanced in age, had been blind for nearly 50 years. But in examining his eyes, the doctor at the mission discovered that he had cataracts covering his eyes that could be restored and healed through surgery. They operated, and he regained almost all of his eyesight. He could see for the first time in nearly 50 years, and as a new believer and as one who had literally been given back his eyesight, he was the happiest man in the mission. Then one day, he was gone. The missionaries wondered about the old man because he had not even told them goodbye. Months later, however, he returned, and he was not alone. Over his shoulder was a long rope, about a hundred feet long, and hanging onto the rope and following him were about fifty men. He had gone back to his home village and then started back to the mission with his rope, picking up men along the way. This old man with new eyesight and spiritual insight had been both their eyes and their guide. He brought them back to the place where he had found his sight. Sometimes we need to reach out in our spiritual blindness and hold on to the rope of Christ. There are other signs of God's reign Restored relationships, random acts of kindness, the poor lifted up, not by their own bootstraps, but by justice and others who reach out and care. Some of us would like to see signs of healing at the national political level. Who needs 
a miracle? Who needs a healing? Those questions flow between our entire world and each of us individually. Not long ago, I asked a few people what a miracle was to them. And of the two who responded, they both said, the birth of a child. Birth is a miracle. And not only birth, but all that the life of a newborn represents. That each of us even exist and can contemplate all of this is a miracle. And to celebrate that God loves us and comes to us as one of us makes it a joyful, merry miracle. A few years ago, uh, when we had baptism on Christmas Eve, we shared this poem by Ruth Gordon, and it fits our reflection in this time of worship. No miracle can equal birth, no star nor angel choir, so suddenly weave heaven to earth, no gift inspire, such gratitude, though gold be bright and incense good, I wear the reverence and delight of motherhood. I know without shepherd's alarms or tribute piled, the touch of God is in the arms that hold a child. It is through our touching and being touched that we know the miracle of life itself. A miracle that radiates through all creation. And that's why, that's why Walt Whitman could write, To me, every hour of the light and dark is a miracle. Every cubic inch of space is a miracle. And on a more personal level, it was why the virtuoso Arthur Rubinstein could write, I'm passionately involved in life. I love its changes, its colors, its movement. To be alive. To be able to see, to walk, to have music, it's all a miracle. And then he added, I have adopted the technique of living life from miracle to miracle. It is a miracle to be given the grace to be inwardly transformed so that we can see the true meaning of life with new eyes. And by faith, with those new eyes, we can see that wherever there is great love, there are always miracles. God touched the world on Christmas Day with the miracle of love. And love radiated from an empty tomb through the miracle of resurrection. Love never ends, so neither the miracle. It is through the gifts of presence and caring that we know the miracle of life itself. Being truly present with another person can be a happy healing. The gift of authentic, true presence, be it in person or through some form of technology, is nothing less than a miracle. To be truly with another person is like giving a spiritual hug in a time when hugs are often impermissible and dearly missed. When we say Merry Christmas this year, let's watch for and be open to Merry Miracles. And when we say Merry Christmas, we can also whisper Merry Miracles in terms of what God is doing in our world and in each of our lives. 
with the exception of a few of us. Our sight, hearing, speaking, and walking are miracles. And our spiritual sight, hearing, speaking, and walking are merry miracles. So, who needs a miracle? Who needs a healing? As I said before, in one way or another, we all long for that in our lives and for others around us. For those of you who are open, I'd like to invite you to close your eyes for a few moments to do some seeing with your inner eye. Place yourself in a comfortable position. Feel your breathing slow down. Feel your heartbeat slow down. Feel your thoughts slow down. Sitting quietly, imagine yourself going inside to the crowded inn within you. See yourself knocking on the front door of a small building. You are told there is no room there. You are aware there is a back room you could use for resting, but you think it is a part of your life you would like to avoid, perhaps full of conflicts or wounded memories. But you decide to go in. You see the back room of your life, the place you tend to ignore, and the problems there become quite clear. You see the possibility of a new birth in that room, a transformation of what has been there. Be aware of what is needed to change that room into a new space for you. What do you need to let go of? What do you need to resolve? Watch it happen. Watch the room fill with healing light as if from the Bethlehem star. Take another breath and open your eyes and be aware of your presence and your being. For you are loved. You are loved so completely. As Jesus said, Truly I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Mary, miracles. As I picture all of you in my mind, in my heart, I see a lot of merry miracles. Amen.